All right, well, good afternoon, everybody. I'd like to welcome all of you who are watching and following along with this edition of the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame's Hall Call Interview Series. I am Will Driscoll, the Executive Director here at the Hall of Fame. Uh, it's an exciting time for us here. We're, uh, we're just about two months away from our induction, and we get to bring another Hall Call to you, so exciting things all around. Uh, before we get started, though, as always, I'd like to thank our Hall of Fame partners, Priority Automotive, the City of Virginia Beach, Optima Health, ESPN Radio 94.1, and Davcon Inc. Without them, uh, we wouldn't be able to bring you programs like Hall Call. Well, here at the Hall of Fame, it's not just the history of sports in Virginia that gets us excited. It's also current events and the future. Today, we have a great opportunity to talk with a young athlete who recently made headlines, not just here in Virginia, but across the nation. And I think I even saw a couple international publications pick the story up as well. Uh, joining us today, as you can see, is Adonis Lattimore, a senior from Lansdowne High School here in Virginia Beach. Adonis recently made news when he took home the Class 6 State Wrestling Championship in the 106-pound weight division. Well, that's an amazing story unto itself. It's not even close to the whole story. Adonis was born without legs and a partial amount of fingers on his right hand. Insurmountable odds to some, but not Adonis. Today, we are thrilled to be joined by not just Adonis, but also his high school wrestling coach, James Sanderlin. Gentlemen, thank you, boy. Thank you guys for joining us today on the Hall Call. Oh, thanks thank for having us. Obviously, if you have any questions, we are live on Facebook right now. So if you have any questions, feel free to ask them and I'll try to get them up on the stream. But uh, let me start with Adonis, state champion wrestler, Adonis Lattimore. How does that sound to you? Uh, it still sort of sounds unreal. Uh, sort of like still processing that this happened. Do you think it's ever going to sink in? I uh, probably will a couple years later. <laughs> so I read in the Virginian pilot that you fielded uh, about in the neighborhood of about 75 interview requests. I'm sure we're probably somewhere in the, in the middle of that. Uh, is there one that sticks out to you as, wow, this is a big time story? Uh, ESPN is probably the first thing that comes to mind was that, wow, this is a big story. And probably NBC. So the big networks are now coming at you. Yes. <laughs> You're going to have to write a book and sell the book rights then. Make sure you keep the story and the narrative to yourself. I will. Well, let's, you know, we, we also, we've seen the pictures, um, you know, standing on the podium with your, with your champion medal, but give us a little bit of sense of your history with the sport of wrestling. When did you pick up wrestling and what drew you to this particular sport? Um, I picked up wrestling around the second grade after my dad took me to a practice. And once I went to the practice, I don't remember what exactly drew me in that first, in that first time, but after that, it was, I never stopped going and just never questioned why I went. And I led up to now. Was there something about uh, the sport that just kept you wanting to come back? You know, obviously being, being in the, the situation that you're in, you know, you're obviously going to look different than everybody else. But was there something about the sport that made you want to keep coming back for practice? Uh, just really the idea that I was getting better and just the people I was meeting along the way throughout the tournaments and dual meets. Well, Coach Sanderlin, Adonis is, is a very humble, humble state champion, but why don't you give us some perspective into Adonis and the type of person that he is, the type of athlete that he is, and, and how you've enjoyed your time with him over these last four years? 
Well, I had the uh, first Metadonis when he was seven years old. Um, I actually coached against him. One of his current teammates on the team, I was coaching him at the youth level. And sure enough, we had to wrestle Adonis. And um, that was my first um, meeting Adonis. And I was taken back by how um, inspirational he was. I mean, he just went out there. I don't remember who won or lost. That doesn't really matter. It was a little kid's match. But he just, he wrestled hard and he was just inspirational. And then as the season progressed, because he's not far off from the age of my two sons. He's a, a year younger than my youngest son. So as I'm traveling my two kids, I'm seeing Adonis everywhere. Whether it was a tournament in Maryland or wherever, I mean, he just kept popping up and everybody was just in all of him and I was in all of him. And I guess this went on for a few years. And then uh, about midway through Adonis's eighth grade year, his dad came up to me and just wanted to introduce himself and let me know that um, he'd be coming to Landstown. And of course, I was excited. I'm like, hey, you know, that's awesome. Won't you start bringing him over to club practices, you know, as soon as you can, so we can kind of get familiar with him and start working with him. And and that's kind of where it began was the near end of his eighth grade year. And since then, it's just he's he's, he's a pleasurable kid. He's always got a he's got a smile on his face right now. Look at him. He's always smiling. I. I don't know. He's always, I don't know why he smiles so much, but he always smiles and it's infectious and he's just a fun kid to be around. And one of the things that amazes me the most about him is no matter what his limitations are, he doesn't let it stop him. He's always finding ways to adapt. I mean, I was telling a story recently about how there's a few tournaments we've done where some of the places we're at aren't even handicap accessible, but it doesn't stop him. He just jumps on a teammate's back, climbs up the stairs and somebody grabs his chair. I mean, you know, we, we, we were running around a track one time and his wheel came off and before we can go help him, he'd already climbed back on his chair and put the bolt in and started kept on going. I mean, he just, he always adapts and keeps moving forward. Adaptability sounds like it's a, it's a great, a, a great attribute that you have Adonis. Uh, when did the idea though of a state championship run, like when, when did that really start to creep into your consciousness? Cause it, you're reading about your story. This is something that you had your eyes on for a few years. Um, it sort of came around in eighth grade at a summer camp. Uh, they had us write down an idea that we wanted to make come true in a journal. And one of the first things that came to mind was being a state champ. And I wrote it down about 20 to 30 times and then sort of forgot about it in eighth grade. But then that high school, when I got to ninth grade, it sort of hit me again that this was my opportunity to start making a run. And I just worked toward that throughout high school. Uh, really putting in the conditioning and late with the thing. You were on the wrestling team at Landstown all four years in high school, and, and you made the, the region tournament your freshman year. You didn't qualify your sophomore year, and then junior year, as, a, as pretty much everybody can assume, you know, wrestling season was canceled. So there was a lot of adversity going into your senior year. How were you able to not put too much pressure on yourself on you go out there and, uh, and wrestle? Uh, can you repeat that? Uh, the yeah. sound sort of went out. Yeah, sorry. No, I was saying that, you know, looking at your high school career, you know, you, you came in as a freshman, you qualified for the region tournament, your sophomore year, you, you didn't qualify for region, and then your junior year was canceled because of, because of COVID. Um, how were you able to, to maintain that focus going into your senior year and, and not put too much pressure on yourself? Um, just really focusing on getting better and because I knew I had one more year to pick up where I left off that junior year so I just wanted to keep myself healthy and make sure I I 
gave myself the opportunity to win the state title this year. Coach, kind of talk to us about, you know, the, the last year with COVID and you, you know, you have this talent um, with a, with an athlete like Adonis Lattimore and other athletes on your team. How were you able to kind of keep everybody on the right track and, and get them to this point where, where we're now talking about a state championship? Well, I mean, it's hard to keep them all on track. I mean, that's why I got a bunch of great assistant coaches to help me. I mean, we got a wonderful staff over there. But, um, you know, we really felt like his junior year, we had a couple of kids on the team. I really felt like he was going to make a lot of noise at States. And Adonis was one of them who I felt like he had a great shot at winning his, his um, junior year. But unfortunately, COVID shut us down. And um, so that summer, right out the gate, I mean, we knew – that Adonis had to work hard and keep training. And, and that's what we did. And his dad and his parents are really the ones who deserve a lot of credit for keeping him on track, making sure he gets to where he's got to get, staying focused. And um, he never missed a workout. Um, matter of fact, he did additional workouts with one of our coaches, uh, Coach Branch. He would drive over to Chesapeake uh, at, like, I believe either – Donna's correct me if I'm wrong. Was it 5 in the morning or 5.30 in the morning? And he yeah. would get a lift in. He'd get a lift in every day with Coach Branch at 5 in the morning. And um, I'm talking free weights. He was bench pressing 225 pounds. Oh, man, let's not turn this into a competition. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so like I said, it wasn't just me. I mean, his, if it weren't for his mom getting him there to lift with Coach Branch, this wouldn't have happened. Without Coach Branch being there to help him lift, this wouldn't have happened. Adonis has a wonderful support system around him. And, and it's really not just us at Lansdowne because over the years, Adonis has been very accepted by the whole wrestling community in Hampton Roads. I mean, there's a lot of other clubs that he's worked out at. There's all the coaches that helped him. And, and if you've watched the video, by the end in that third period, the entire uh, place was rooting for Adonis to win. So, you know, it wasn't hard for me to keep him focused because he had such a great support group around him. Adonis, let's talk about that because I have seen the video and I know a lot of, uh, if you live locally, especially, I mean, all the, all the news stations covered it and we've seen the video and, and wrestling tournaments, if you haven't been there, they're just already intense events on their own. But when you can, were you able to shut the crowd noise out and just focus on what was going on? Or did you take a second to kind of take it all in before you, before you uh, stepped out onto the mat? Uh, so going into that final match I it was sort of a weird moment just taking all this taking this big moment in everybody everybody's eyes were on me and on three three other matches but it was still a sort of nervous feeling but after I think the first period I sort of that the whole crowd became white noise to me and I stopped cheering them and just focused on the coaches and the match going and happening around now, the, you were at the region tournament, uh, I guess, the week prior, and there you finished runner-up. So you were runner-up in the region and then state champion um, the following week. But how did the defeat in the region play a role in your preparation the following week? Or, or was that something that you just completely blocked out, or did you use that as motivation going into the state championship tournament? I used that as motivation to sort of motivate me to, to say that I needed to pick things up um, and – just really calm down when I in matches, if I ever go down or just are struggling in a match, I just need to calm down and reassess the situation. When you say calm down in matches, what, what would you do to kind of help yourself do that? Because it's, 
a lot of us who've played sports, we all kind of use our, our own little tactics, but sometimes it's difficult, especially when you get to that ultimate match. What would you do to kind of help yourself remain calm in those moments? Um, I would sort of at first pray and then just uh, think about what I wanted to do in the match and what, I, what I'm good at and just focusing on staying in a good position. Coach, I'll, I'll kind of direct this next one to you. We, we see the state championship podium, and that's obviously the finished product. Uh, but give us a sense of where Adonis was as a wrestler when you – we'll talk about high school, but you said you met him when he was about 10 years old. Where was he as a wrestler when he first came to Lansdowne, and, and what was his work ethic like over these last four years? Well, his work ethic is um, impeccable. He always wants to work hard. He's always trying to get better, and he's always open – to, to experiment with different things, because if we're all being honest, I mean, it's hard. We can't, when we're, when we're coaching Adonis in the room, it's not like we're coaching everybody else. Like when we're all doing high crotches or sweeps, obviously he's not doing that with us because, you know, it's, it's a limitation. So, but as far as when he got to us, he pretty much, by the time he got to Lansdowne, he already kind of had a style that was working great for him. So we, as the coaches just try to, um, help him maximize what he was already doing. And he does a lot of his own research. I mean, he's watched videos of, um, I think his name was, uh, was it Rohan Murphy, Zion? Yes. And uh, there are some other ones, Adonis. Uh, you can pipe in and tell me the names, but he, he watched a lot of those guys wrestle and, and, and uh, try to use some of the stuff they were doing. And that's all we try to do is watch video to help him and just try to refine a few things here and there that he's doing. But his style was pretty much already set by the time he got to us. And that's a testament to him and his dad of, of what the vision they had and what they were trying to do. Well, Adonis, like, tell us, who are some of the, the wrestlers that you look up to? Who are the people that you're, you're studying to become a better wrestler yourself? And what are you trying to pull from them? Uh, like Anthony Robles and, like Coach said, Anthony Robles, uh, Ron Murphy, and Zion Clark. Um, just... Well, one of the things I was pulling from them was how far they went um, and what the possibilities were for me. And Anthony Rose was really a big inspiration for me because he accomplished one of the things that not many people are able to, very few people are able to, which is winning a national title. And that really motivated me to really push myself to see how far I could go with what I had and possibly even surpass him one day. Is there a quality or, or skill that you've had to focus on more um, being in the position that you're in that other wrestlers may overlook? And then do you think that that has now given you that, that advantage that we're always looking for inches, you know, or centimeters of an advantage. Is there something that you've had to work on that other people don't have to necessarily that's given you that, that advantage on the mat? Um, I would say balance and positioning more than anything. Uh, most people just sort of know how to balance themselves on without really thinking about it. But with me, I sort of have to think about how I balance myself and how I position myself. That, that's the one thing we always preach to him right before matches. Uh, stay good position and don't overextend because a lot of guys will back up from him and, and he gets so aggravated, he starts chasing him. And when he takes a shot, if he's not careful, he, he's actually laying flat on his belly and, and they're able to score on him. So we always got to tell him, just keep going forward, stalk them, and just don't overextend. That's the biggest thing. Don't overextend. And he's right. That's his biggest thing is just staying in position. 
Well, and a lot of that comes down to, I guess, patience. How important is, is that patience? And is that something that you've always seen? This is coming to you, coach. Is that something that you've always seen in your time with him is that he's ha he has to be patient because he, he is going to be fighting a different fight than the other guys. And he has to be. And early in his career, he wasn't always patient. That's that was what get him in trouble. That's what got him in trouble at regionals his freshman year. He didn't stay in good position. He would he would chase the guy. And then because a lot of his matches come down to one or two points. So in order to win those two, one, uh, one, zero matches, you have to stay good position for six minutes. And early in his career, he he didn't want to do that, you know, because he was used to like dominating. But when we get to high school. Sometimes he's freshmen are wrestling seniors at certain weight classes. And when you're, when you got a 13 year old boy wrestling 18 year old man, you know, it's, it's, they're just a little bit more seasoned, a little more, um, just the maturation process is a lot different. So early in his career, he struggled with staying in good position because he would get impatient. But I would say by his junior year, he become really patient and, and understood. He became a master of his own craft. So would you say from going into junior year, that was probably when you saw the biggest leap in his yes. development as a wrestler? Yes, and that's when I think he got a bit more serious about lifting weights and like his shoulders and his. I mean, you look at the size of that arm; it's huge. It's like he's he's a strong dude. Not going to get into an arm wrestling competition with him, no, right? No, no. <laughs> I don't even like rolling around with him a little bit because if he gets hold of your leg, he ain't getting it back. And then uh, he's got this chin thing he does; that it's a little painful. <laughs> Describe that chin move, then, Adonis. Uh, it's just where I dig my chin in a part of their skin, and it. Yeah, I've always been told I have a sharp ten chin, and it really hurts them a lot. It has hurt. It's hurt all three Sandlin boys at one point. Myself and my two <laughs> sons. He is lethal with that thing. Oh, that's amazing! I, I love hearing that. These these little these little intricacies of the sport that if you're not doing it regularly, you, you kind of can go unnoticed. Um, you know, Adonis, talk to us about going into that junior year and. You know, we, we all know what happened with the pandemic. Um, you kind of already alluded to it a little bit, but what did you do to maintain your, your physical form? I mean, the, the pandemic was, was tough mentally on a lot of people, but you are looking now ahead to senior year. What did you do to maintain your physical form uh, to make sure you were ready when senior year rolled around? Uh, so I had been doing what I had. I had. Uh, copied what I've been doing since that junior year when I started preparing more I'd used the weights that I had at my house and just went out to Mount Trashmore for runs and then in uh in the that summer I started going to fitness 19 with coach branch to lift weights and that's when I started seeing even more progress than I had my junior year so we get to the state championship you've kind of already talked to us about your mentality as you're walking to the mat as the match is winding down what kind of emotions are going through your mind and what are you thinking as you see the clock ticking or were you uh, paying attention to the clock <laughs> to be honest i wasn't paying attention to the clock i looked over for uh, right when it was about five seconds left and that's when it hit me that i had done it and uh a whirlwind of emotions hit me and i just uh jumped around and was super excited. Coach, same question to you. As, as you're watching that entire match, you know, start to finish, you know, give us, give us your roller coaster of emotions. What's going through your mind? Are you coaching at that point? Or are you just watching as a fan? Um, no, I'm, I'm trying to coach. I'm just trying to yell to him, stay good position. I'm trying to reassure him not to, because we, if, you know, it's been almost what, two weeks now, 
So I hope I get everything right. But yeah, he, he scored a fairly early takedown and was able to ride him. I think the kid got an escape near the end of the first period. So he went in. Um, was, did he score first in the first period? Or was it in the second period? I, I, I'm second trying to remember. Sorry. So Adonis took him down and rode him out. So we ended the first period two zip. I felt fairly comfortable. The kid chose down and um, uh, he was able to get an escape. It made me a little nervous, but Adonis is always now that period. I was really telling him, don't, don't get overextended. It's two, one that's going to the third period. So we get to the third period. I guess where I guess Adonis is smarter than me. I, a lot of times Adonis on bottom will get, get overextended. So I was a little nervous. I'm thinking, all right, we've already got a good takedown. We've been good on our feet. I said, let's, let's go neutral, Donis. He looked at me and said, no, coach, I'm going down. I was like, my heart dropped. And so did Coach Branch. Um, but being a senior, and, and he's gotten to this point, so we trusted him. And he took down, and he made the right decision. He got the, he got the escape with about one minute left. Now, at this point, I'm really nervous because it's 3-1. It's, it's, it's Worst-case scenario, takedown ties it. But I don't know. I'm, I'm nervous. So I'm just telling Donis, stay in good position. And with about 20 seconds left, Adonis gets deep on a shot, and I don't know if you've seen the video that's been circulating of me, but that's when I jump up with about 20 seconds left, and I'm yelling for a two, and the referee didn't give it to us yet. And right about as I'm doing this, I hear the whole crowd yelling two with me. And that's when I'm like, I started getting goosebumps. And as soon as that referee awarded two, I went bonkers. Because at that point, it was 5-1. I knew it was over. I wasn't even watching the last 15 seconds of the match. I was crying. I was jumping up and down. I was hugging Coach Branch. <laughs> I left the Donuts by himself for 15 seconds, and he he, he did all the magical stuff. That, that's amazing. Adonis, there's a great photo of a, an embrace you shared with your dad uh, after after the match. Can you just kind of talk about what he's meant uh, in your career, in your wrestling career to this point? There's been some great articles that have been out there about the connection that you two share. Uh, he's been pretty much everything to me in this sport. Uh, he makes jokes about being my Uber driver. <laughs> secretary but he's really been my emotional support this entire time and motivator and that moment we shared was uh, a combination of that wonderful um, you know you you were quoted as saying it's pretty motivating to prove them wrong you know where did that quote come from and, and who are you talking to with that uh Really just all the doubters and, yeah, all the doubters I had that didn't believe that I could do it or just didn't think it was possible. Well, I think that, I think that we've proven that it is possible. And I, I just got a couple more questions for you guys, and then, then we'll get you out of here. But, uh, Coach, you know, through this experience, all these years with Adonis, what has he taught you as a coach, as a person? What has he taught you about yourself? He's taught me that I just need to adapt more. Don't don't let little things bother me, you know. Um, no matter if you don't feel good, just keep going, keep persevering, keep pushing on, and and try to have a smile because I don't always smile. I mean, and and this this joker, <laughs> yeah, he a dude smiles all the time. I mean, I don't I don't know how he smiles so much. His cheeks have got to hurt, but that's just what he's taught me. Just how to try to adapt and 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 just try to have a smile on my face and enjoy some of the moments. So what's next for you, Adonis, after uh, school's done? Working to wrestle in college and become an All-American. Well, I think if we've learned anything from the last few weeks, it's that anything's possible. Yes. We, we wish you very good luck in, in, that, uh, in that goal, in pursuing that goal. Um, Thank you. 
Coach Adonis, I want to thank you guys for taking some time today. We we love hearing this story. We love helping tell the story. We're just a small piece of it. The story is yours, but we're happy we were able to do this today on the Hall Call interview series. Thank you for sharing this story. Absolutely. It's a great one. Well, if you if anybody who is watching wants to read more about it, there's a ton of content available. The Virginian Pilots done a great job covering this story. All the local news stations here in Hampton Roads have done a good job. And a simple Google search will pull up a treasure trove of articles. So feel free to get out there and just search Adonis Lattimore. Adonis, Coach Sanderlin, I want to thank you again for joining us. I'd like to thank everybody who tuned in. And as always, thank you to our partners, Priority Automotive, City of Virginia Beach, Davcon Inc., Optima Health, and ESPN Radio 94.1. Be sure to follow the Hall of Fame on all of our social platforms at VA Sports HOF on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Once again, I'm Will Driscoll with the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame. Whatever you do, participate, don't spectate. And 2022 induction weekend is just 59 days away. So we'll see you guys next time.